Welcome to r slash choosing beggars, where you'll get paid in magic beans. On this next post, someone posted on Reddit, Beggars in Sydney, Australia will give you trouble for giving them less than $10. This is the fourth time this has happened to me. So I'm at Woolworths checkout this afternoon, when mid-scan, this bloke walks up to me saying that he's hungry, and he asks if I can spare him some change. My business has been doing great, so I opened up my wallet and gave the guy a $10 bill. Not that I expected it, but he just grabbed the money and walked off without even saying thank you. And he even looked a bit disappointed. Then he does a quick U-turn back to me and says, Can you give me 20 bucks so I can grab a chicken and some drinks? This time, he says it aggressively. I'm a petty grunt when it comes to stuff like this, so I said, Yeah, sure mate, pass me the 10 bucks. I took the 10 bucks off him, chucked it back in my wallet, and told him to thank people that give him cash next time. I always give money when people ask me, but I think that this is going to be my last time. Because in all four of the last interactions that I've had with beggars, they get aggressive with me after I give them money. Then beneath that, we have this story from 92 Turtles. One time, a beggar handed me one of those cards that said, I'm deaf, please give me money. And it had the ASL alphabet on it. I worked at a deaf school for years, and I'm fluent in American Sign Language, so I tried to sign to him asking him his name. I was just trying to make conversation. The dude just starts flailing his hands and arms trying to simulate sign language. I don't want to immediately write him off, but this scheme is so common, and he obviously wasn't signing ASL. I fingerspell name to ask him his name. He just kept flailing his arms. I handed him his card back and then said both with my voice and in sign language, you should really learn some sign language. Then beneath that, a similar story from Seastara. I had the same thing happen when I landed at an airport in Seattle. I had never seen this trick before, so when the guy gave me a similar card, I started fingerspelling. He gave me the dirtiest look and snatched the card away. It was very innocent on my part, but now I know that it's a scam. On this next post, someone is asking, can I tip curbside people? I know you're not allowed to accept tips, but if I insist, are you allowed then? Will you get in trouble? I know you guys are working your butts off, and I would like to repay that kindness some. Then someone replies, we appreciate it. I don't know if it's just me, but I hate just getting a $1 tip. Like, don't get me wrong, money is money, but really, I'd rather not get a tip for just $1. I'm probably just being a dick about it, but I see them spend all this money and I get $1. I'm not saying everyone does that, but I know some people can't tip due to financial problems. It's just, in my head, I'm thinking, keep it, even though I still take it. Sorry, just a little rant. Hey ladies, I need some help. I know this isn't a normal post for this page, but I'm desperate and I've already posted on the sitter pages, but I have a four-year-old boy who needs someone to look after him while mom and dad are working. We're able to pay $25 a day and provide him lunch and a snack, and we would prefer someone who only watches kids around his age or has kids that age because he doesn't understand that little ones can't play like he does. And I don't want anyone getting hurt accidentally. If you keep him in your home, the hours will be blank to blank. Down in the comments, Briar Miss says exactly what I was thinking. For 25 bucks a day, the best that I can do is a guy who will sleep on your couch, eat all the food in the house, and smoke meth. Today's episode is sponsored by Sunbasket. 
because of COVID, I literally haven't gone to the grocery store in like two years. Obviously because I don't want COVID to kill me, but also because I do voice work, so I don't think my fans would really enjoy my content if I catch COVID and I have to record episodes like, Welcome to r slash pro revenge. That's why I love, love, love services like Sunbasket. Sunbasket is a meal delivery service that delivers healthy meals straight to your door. They offer organic produce, sustainable seafoods and meats, and best of all, it's honestly really tasty. The other thing I like about it is that they don't only send you meals to cook. Like, yeah, you'll have ingredients and instructions for how to cook a healthy meal, but they also give you snacks, and who doesn't like snacks? Look, I'm just going to read the names of some of these dishes so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. Pan-seared salmon tikka masala over rainbow quinoa. Honey balsamic glazed chicken with warm cabbage apple salad. Chipotle barbecue tofu salad with black beans and honey mustard vinaigrette. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash r slash and enter the promo code r slash at checkout. Okay, so I gotta give you guys a heads up on this next post because this next post is completely wild. Also, I want you to know that this is the last the last post on this episode. So if you decide that this post is like too crazy for you, then I want you to know that if you exit out of the video, you are not missing anything else because the whole rest of the video is just this bizarre rambling of this choosing beggar. In this next post, it's a conversation between an artist and a choosing beggar who's trying to hire an artist. And me being, you know, r slash, I started the story using my normal voice for the artist and my Karen choosing beggar voice for the other person, which I kind of regretted halfway through because this person is definitely a victim in life. And there's more to this story than than meets the eye for sure, because I suspect that this person is having some sort of mental health issue. So um, just like sort of a heads up, I, I do kind of regret using my my mocking voice for the choosing beggar in this story. However, I didn't realize that it was going to devolve into the insanity that it became until like halfway through the story. And also, I kind of kept up the voice just because you have to be able to tell who's talking in each individual bubble. So you guys are gonna have to bear with me on this one and uh, just buckle up, I guess. Hi, how's it going? So, are you part of an animation project? Your profile is a little misleading. I'm recruiting folks for a project that involves animation for some of the visual representation of the information. Can you please explain what part of my profile is misleading? It seems like a joke profile, not a professional one. I would love to know more about the project. Did you see any of my animations that I linked in the post that you replied to? Okay, so before I read the Choosing Beggar's response, I just want to preface this by saying this is what they actually replied. It is the most bizarre, unhinged, rambling rant I think I've ever read on r slash Choosing Beggars. So if you think, wait, did r slash start reading another post and I didn't realize? The answer is no. This is all one single reply that the Choosing Beggar says to that comment. What if it was a professional comedian's profile? Would that be a professional joke or something else? I haven't had a chance to see any of the animations you linked, but the fact that you linked something was what encouraged me to reach out to you. Because you likely wouldn't have shared a link to nothing, and I had faith. The project is still in its development stages, and is more than a single project. Rather, it's a project of projects. As someone who has experienced sexual assault firsthand, as a child and throughout my life, 
I want to give back what I've learned and been through so as to connect everyone to one another by the least common denominator of common experiences, but also the greatest common factor of love and unification. I read a tweet about someone who worked in a Holocaust museum for a while, and they met an individual who survived through labor camps, death camps, and that person set out to be accessible and available to as many visitors of the museum as possible with the goal of connecting with as many people as they could, so that as many people knew a survivor of places like Auschwitz. And it really spoke to me about how many people I've spoken to or read comments about people saying they've never experienced something themselves, but more specifically, not even knowing anyone else who had either. It's not really for adults, though, but rather for kids in such a way that adults can also benefit, much like my limited understanding of Fidel Castro's Cuban school. There, children taught their parents how to read and write, thus literacy rose during such a time, but the focus was on children gaining that education first. This is different because I want to animate children's stories and skits, but they'll be written, directed, and produced by children, with the adult performing artists or other production crew taking the direction of children rather than the other way around. As a kid, there there was a lady that came to my school for a lot of years where they would come to a classroom and bring a bunch of beads and cording and patterns. And we were asked if we wanted to make a keychain or a necklace, but best of all, we were tasked with picking our own colors and making our own choices about what we wanted. That was one of the few times that I got to make any decisions growing up. Most of my decisions were made for me, without me, and mostly because of a speech delay that I'm still working on, and verbal communication is difficult. But my comprehension skills aren't really in question. Unfortunately, this speech disability is what often led to me being abused, because my abusers assumed that either I wasn't aware of what was going on, or at the very least couldn't say what happened to anyone, because for a very long time, nobody understood even half of what I was trying to say, and most thought that I was incompetent. So they felt emboldened to do things they thought were safe to get away with doing. My project is to give children back the freedom of being children and giving them a platform and an audience. Because what child doesn't need a stage to perform on and a village to applaud their every effort and success and failure and them for being them and not putting anything on them that isn't theirs? My child was kidnapped by the government because they don't have a translator available for me and they are repeatedly refusing to review the evidence I have of my spouse physically, sexually, and psychologically abusing myself over an eight-day period three years ago, and the abuse that I captured when my spouse then directed that abuse towards our four-year-old, but then lied to the police and courts about what happened because they, too, feel that I'm incompetent, rather than me being disabled and needing accommodations, even though they're all very aware of me being neurodivergent and having a history of abuse growing up wherein my ex then unfortunately used that information when they abused me so as a twist to the knife the spritz with salty orange juice and oh my god anyways that doesn't really have much to do with that other than the motivation for saving my child and any other child who's autistic or disabled or just an effing child and who's being abused has been abused or is at risk of being abused without even knowing it or worse if they do and are unable to find help or they end up like me Someone who tried to kill themselves on more than one occasion, among a number of others who lived experiences like that. 
It's mostly all dark and morbid and horrifying, but it's also all true and not unique, and I absolutely get some very direct-to-the-point messages telling me a variety of unpleasant things. But those aren't the only ones to reach out, and in fact, I've received an almost equal number of messages from others who state that they're afraid to say publicly or admit that they've done or been through. And it's for them that I keep reaching out, and I'm choosing flowers over bricks unless we're playing with Legos. Then why not choose both and then some? Because we all have a story to tell. Many of us since we were children. Why not allow those who still are children to tell those stories and to connect as many people who share the same stories together as possible so that anyone who feels not only alone but also lonely will have at least somewhere to look for others like themselves and if not, I'm sure they'd not be the only ones and thus have others to bond with over not having anyone else. The movie P.S. I Love You is one that I remember for many reasons, but especially the quote at the end when someone says, In the end, we're all alone, but at least we're all together in that. This is the pitch. Or at least one of them. Thoughts? Okay, team, we did it. We made it through that... (laughs) That... We made it through that thing. And that was a single, like a single text message. This person said, Hey, so your bio's kind of weird. Um, and like, what's the project? And they replied, that. Okay, and we're still only halfway done, so buckle up. OP replies, wow. Um, wow. That was a lot of personal information. I can relate to your goal of wanting to give a voice to children because I didn't have much control as a child either. And I've also experienced the bad things that people can do to others. As far as an animation project, however, do you know what the actual subject of your animations will be? Taking the lead from children is a nice idea, but there must be some professional intervention to organize a child's ideas and wishes. I'm a professional. If you'd like to hire me to work with your project, I'd be happy to help if you have an idea of a budget and timeline. That's where it gets a little more complicated than it already was. What? How can it possibly get more complicated than this, lady? In that my hope is that professionals will identify the need for their services and work as being investments made into the children, our future, whom we want and many still strive to be, or to make up for lost time during childhood, and it's on a take-what-you-need-give-what-you-can basis. There isn't yet a workable budget or timeline, as this isn't something that I've ever seen done or done myself, and thus it'll require some figuring out along the way. But it's creating a whole new world in a way, because it's not just a production company or entertainment company or product or any singular one-size-fits-all, but that all sizes fit, because if it doesn't yet, there's many people able to help if needed. To answer your question of actual subject, I'm not sure how to answer as it's not a single subject, but rather a library of subjects. I'm wishing to do a traveling art program that showcases anything and everything and provides platforms for those who don't have access to it. I'm no purist or idealist, but I do draw from a multitude of philosophies and practices, both theoretical and and practical, and I identify as an ontological polymath that needs to provide audio, visual, tactile, etc. representations of a variety of things that my decades of experience working with children has informed me are pretty universal regardless of the time, cultural, or any other variables as regards to a child's needs, being centered. 
I guess if I'm putting down a single subject, it would be a children's interactive book written by children while connecting to the elderly as they are the most vulnerable of any population. Yet they're seldom centered or provided for in ways that are dignified. Okay, and then OP replies with this really, really long post, which I'm not going to read. But to sum it up, basically OP is saying, look, you have a really noble idea here, but what you're saying to me is completely scattered, nonsensical, and how can you even get people to work on a project when you can't even describe what the project is or how it will work? And clearly OP is trying to help this person just be like, hey, look, I understand you've got a dream, but you've got to take some time to like figure out what your dream actually looks like in a real world. Is this a book? Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Because no one can actually get together to work on this unless you spend some time to, you know, think about what your project actually is going to be. Honestly, this is really good advice. Then the choosing beggar replies, are you familiar with Kablam from Nickelodeon? Yeah, but did you read anything that I just said? Oh, so you're special and I'm not? Lol. Yes, I read what you said. And I'm curious how much money you actually need for anything. The keyword being need. And if your answer is anything but silence, you're mistaken. And I'm sorry that you are, but also not sorry, because money is make-believe. Do you use credit cards? Online payment that uses digital copies of the physical currency you associate the value to? Are you aware that such a concept was science fiction once upon a time? Such as robots and global positioning satellites? Did you even read what I wrote before insisting that I read it? I have about $2,000 left in my budget that isn't actually a budget other than a living expense that I, an effing artist, am using to make something that you identify in possessing yourself and then admonish me over asking for donations as part of the pitch. Lol, 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 lol. This is the pitch, or at least one of them. How deluded do you assume people are into thinking they don't exist in the same world as you where money is required for now? Obviously, you need financial compensation for your work, but would you really want to trade $500 for X numbers of hours now, rather than what I'm offering you, which is a percent for X number of hours? Maybe you're not as much of an artist as you think. I sincerely hope that you find a heart worth keeping. Also, I'm sorry for my emotional response for being criticized and critiqued over part of a whole. And I also forgive you for not asking enough questions before making assumptions. Such as my profile being misleading because it's a joke profile rather than a professional one. Lol. Define professional. And then review your anything you wrote and come back to me with whether you meet your own criteria for your definition of professional and then cite how so, if at all. I understand that you may have your feelings hurt, which is why you're reacting this way. Your dream does sound noble, and I hope you can organize and achieve it someday. Thanks for your time. I think we're going to go in another direction, and please feel free to reach back out when I achieve it someday. But also, maybe consider what I should charge you for access and admission at that point. Good luck on your capitalism endeavors. Lol. Wow. This has been an absolutely hilarious interaction. Have a great day. Okay. All right. Let me let me see if I got this if I've got this straight. So, this person wants children to write children's stories about abuse and adult animators and actors and adult voice actors and adult producers are going to act out 
these stories of abuse that are written by children to create something. I still don't know what, if it's a book or a TV show or something, which is then going to get distributed to other children so that those children can teach their parents and old people what it means to be abused. Am I, am I understanding this right? Is this right? Oh, this can't be right because it sounds insane. Children write a book that adults create, which they'll sell to other children so those children can learn about abuse. And now with that new knowledge, they can teach other adults, especially old people, about abuse. I don't even know what to say about this post. I have a feeling that this person has some sort of mental health issue or, or something because this is just... This is one of the weirdest posts I've ever read. That was r slash choosing beggars. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.